0: God our Father, I greet you in that name that is above every name, that is the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Everything in the earth and everything underneath the earth shall bow at his name. Greetings to you. I am Apostle Betty J. Christmas and I am here with another segment of Prepare to Fly. Prepared to Fly has been established to encourage and to inspire each of you um, by giving you words of wisdom um, that will help you be prepared for our soon-coming King, the Lord himself, Jesus Christ himself. Um, Before I dive into what we will be talking about today, uh, let us have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus saying, first of all, thank you, Lord, for this day, this day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. I ask God that you would just hide me behind the cross, that your people may see me, but hear you Um, in the name of Jesus, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In the name of Jesus, I do pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, guys, again, I thank you for tuning in today. I have a wonderful topic for you today. I'm a very familiar scripture, um, but just getting, um, it just made me happy as I was preparing for it a few weeks ago, and it just, it made me um, excited to just, let me just go ahead and just hop on and just record um, the message as the Lord has given it to me. So, our scripture reading will be coming from John chapter 8 verses one through 11. John chapter eight, verses one through 11. And I will be reading from the New Living Translation. And it reads, Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stopped. Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down and he wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers didn't even one of them condemn you no lord she said and jesus said neither do i go and sin no more wow there's a whole lot in this scripture there's a whole lot so many messages in this scripture and i've often heard a a lot of preachers preach this scripture um, but I am going to be coming from a different, um, um, a different vein with this scripture. Um, you know, I've always asked the questions like, how did they catch her in act of adultery? And how did they bring her, just her, where's the man? Because you can't be caught in act of adultery by yourself. Um, and so I am going to be coming from a different vein. I'm going to go line by line with this because I really want us to get clarity um, in what is happening here. Um, And so for, if I had to type, put a topic to this, um, it would simply be, I've got the receipts. I've got the receipts. I've got the receipts. So first it says, Jesus... Turned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he went back again to the temple. A crowd soon gathered and sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teacher as he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Again, I've always asked the question, why did they just bring the woman? Why didn't they bring the man as well? Because, again, you have to be, if you're caught in the act of adultery, you have to have, there has to be a man with you as well. And also, how did they see? How did they even know that she was with the man? Did they go by um, themselves to, to be with her? How did they come across this woman? And see, we always want to point fingers at somebody else when we haven't even had our own our home, own house in order. But they brought this woman to Jesus, and they again, as the word tells us, they tried to trap him because they wanted to see what he was going to say. But Jesus had an answer for them, and this is where it, it really gets good. Teacher, they said to Jesus, This woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? So they want to know what do you say? They already told him what the law said. They told him what the law said, but now they want to know what do you say? Do you agree with the law or do you somehow have your own rules? That's what they were asking. Are you following the law or are you um, coming up with your own rules to, to handle things the way you want to handle them? Because why would they even let him point out the fact that um, the law of Moses says, you know, he, again, these are religious leaders. These are the ones they, they, are so religious. They want to follow all the rules or so they said they want to follow all of the rules. Um, but the rules don't apply to them because again, they brought the woman to, um, to Jesus. Why didn't they bring the man? I'm going to keep asking that question. Because now, if she has to be stoned, why can't the man be stoned? Ponder that. So, they were trying to trap him, um, verse 6 tells us, into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. And this is the part I like because people always ask, what was Jesus writing? As they stood there with this woman that they said they caught in the very act of adultery. And and think about this. They said they caught her in the very act of adultery. So were they voyeurs? And a voyeur is someone who's watching someone um, do the do. They're just watching. They caught her in the very act, meaning she was in the bed with a man and they were watching. They caught her in the very act. And so here Jesus is. He's just Jesus. Jesus is just nice and cool. So what does he do? He stoops down in the sand and began to write. And what is he writing? He's writing so much in the fact that they kept demanding to him. um, We want to answer. So he stood up again and said, all right. But let one of you, let, let you who have not, never sinned, Throw the first stone. And then he threw he he stooped down again and, and continued to write. So now he brought it to their attention. You who is without sin, cast the first stone. If you say she has to be um, um stoned to death, then you throw the first stone. If you've never seen, if you've never done anything on yourself, then you throw the first stone. And saying, then he stooped back down and he started writing again. And this is what uh, the Holy Ghost revealed to me when he stooped down that second time and started writing in the sand. They're looking over his shoulders because now they're not understanding why he's not doing anything. But he put it back on them. Notice how he did that. They came to him with a complaint. And he put it back on them with a question. Isn't it just like Jesus? You got to complain about somebody. So he's going to ask you, but what about you? You say they're doing this and they're doing that, but what are you doing? You say they're not doing um, what they're supposed to be doing, but what are you doing? You see, we need to really take inventory as the things that we do and stop being less focused and concerned about what other people are doing. We have our a, a walk to walk on our own. And we have more than enough situations to handle on our, of ourselves than to be concerned about what somebody else is doing. But Jesus said, hey, What about you? If you have not sinned, then you cast the first stone. And he began to write. So here it is. I just began to imagine that my Holy Ghost mind my, my sanctified mind, what was he writing? As they watched him over his shoulder. They didn't interrupt him. They didn't even ask him a question. Like, why are you writing it and we're asking you a question? But he asked them what he had to ask them. And he began to continue to do what he was doing. I believe that the Lord took inventory and looked around to all these men who were standing around with this one woman accusing her of adultery. And I'm not saying she she didn't do, um, was not did not commit adultery. That's not that's not it. The word tells us they were caught, that she was caught in the very act of adultery. So now, uh, as I as I I digress, I get back on track. So now Jesus is writing in the sand. What is he writing as they're watching him write? I can just imagine that he stood up and took inventory as to everyone who was around with this one woman. And he stooped back down in the sand, and he began to do roll call. He said, uh, "So we don't know the name of men, so just let me just uh, uh, um, use my imagination and just call out some names." Tyrone, on October twenty fifth, nineteen sixty five, you were in your coat closet um, in, in your office with your secretary. Check. You walked away. Ma Mark. You were um, in in, in self checkout at Sam's, and you skipped a couple of items that you didn't pay for. Check. He walked away. Um, William, you um, um, tricked people out of their money when you would um, had, had false advertising, and you sold the same car over and over and over again. Check mark this is what i imagine the lord was doing he was writing everyone who was standing with this woman one by one and as they saw their names written in the sand they had to walk away come on somebody jesus knows he has the receipts he has the receipts on everything you've ever done. So when you come to Jesus about somebody else, make sure he doesn't have a bad receipt on you. He knows everything you've ever done. So these men, these men, these men, these men has brought this, this this woman to Jesus, wanting him to decide what, what should be done about her. Because, you know, the law of Moses says we have to stone her. But what do you say? Jesus being Jesus all by himself, he didn't fall into that trap. He put the, 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 the situation back on them. He wrote in the sand. And as I said, I believe he began to write out their names one by one, the date and the, the thing they did. He didn't speak it out. He didn't put it in public. Jesus said, I've just got the receipts on what you did and who you are. You're not without sin yourself. So if you're not without sin, leave this woman alone. Don't now bring me her issues when you've got issues. You don't have unclean hands. Your hands are not clean. You're dirty. And I got the receipts to prove it. (laughs) That was good to me. I've got the receipts to prove it. So if I've got the receipts on you, what you need to do now is just walk away. (laughs) Jesus didn't have to say not one word to either of these men. He just simply wrote in the sand. Now check this. There were only two times that Jesus wrote that God wrote wrote anything in the Bible. He wrote um, on the tablets in the Old Testament when he gave the Ten Commandments. He wrote that, right? And that was stone stone is permanent and so here he is now in the new testament and he's writing in sand what does sand do sand can easily be erased the 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 water can come the wind can come and just blow up any footprint any fingerprint or anything that you have written in the sand it can be blown away it's not permanent so that's the kind of God we serve. He doesn't put your business on front street because he could have easily called them out one by one and name by name and told everybody what their sin was. But no, he stooped in the sand. And he wrote their name one by one and so they can look over his shoulder to see their name. And I just imagine when they saw their name and the thing that he knew about them, he had the receipt on them, they booked. Now it wasn't important. Now, when somebody points out your stuff, what you came for is not important. It's like going to your mom and dad because your brother has, has, has hit you or your brother has done something to you. Your brother's sister has done something to you. You're running to tell something on them, Right. But then they're looking at you like, I know you're not going to tell on me because I know I got dirt on you. I know that you came in the house past curfew. I know that you ate the last piece of cake and didn't tell nobody. I've got stuff on you. So how dare you try to run and tell mom and daddy on me? So how dare you run and try to tell Jesus on this woman when your hands are not clean? Your hands are not clean. So they could not cast the first stone because they were not without sin. That's the word. So here it is. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest. Why? Because that's the first name that Jesus wrote in the sand. (laughs) He started with the oldest. You old fool. Let me just tell you, I know a thing or two about you. You're, You're not clean. You're the oldest one and you should know better. How dare you bring this woman to me? How dare you? When I know what you've done, I've got the receipts, Jesus said. I've got the receipts. So one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left. Come on, somebody. Until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. So now it is. Here it is. Jesus is not everybody's gone because nobody is without sin. So now it's just Jesus and the woman. And so Jesus has simply asked her, where are your accusers? Looking around, I don't see nobody. He said, didn't even one of them condemn you? Didn't even one of them condemn you? Not one. Nobody was without sin. So the next time you want to tell something on somebody, you think of this situation, Jesus has the receipts you are not without sin. As long as we're in this world, we all have our sin. We have sin, but we're saved by grace. We we don't sin intentionally and some do. So I'm I'm not going to just put um, you know, make a blanket statement some do. But those who are in Christ and living the uh, uh trying the best they can to live a righteous life, We are careful what we say and what we do. We repent daily, and sometimes you got to repent minute by minute, second by second, because things come. You know, we see something that's not quite right. We see somebody that's not dressed appropriately, and we have a thought in our head, Lord, forgive me. We don't know why that person is dressed the way they dress. We don't know what the situation is, but we have a thought, so Lord, forgive me. So we have, we sin. We constantly sin. So that's why we constantly have to ask God to forgive us and then thank him for another opportunity to get it right. This woman was left. She came with, and she came with these, these men, brought her, and a crowd followed. <laughs> Check it out. The crowd, the crowd followed, and they're saying, Lord, this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. And then they wanted him to do something about that. So, When the men, when the accusers left, the crowd left. Listen, because the crowd didn't want Jesus to start reading their mail. (laughs) That's good. The crowd left because they said, well, if he's going to write something about them, then he got something on me as well. So, where are your accusers? That said, so the Lord said, she said, no, Lord. Did not even one of them condemn you? No, Lord and Jesus said neither do I if they they cannot condemn you I don't con- the Lord said I don't condemn you but here's here, here, here's the here's the thing he said go and sin no more he said don't let me don't don't come, don't let this happen to you again don't let anybody bring you to me again on the on this situation Sin no more. He didn't even say what kind of sin. Go and sin no more. And you see, when Jesus said go and sin no more, Jesus knows she was she was wrong. He knows she was wrong. But the issue was those who were the men who brought her. She ain't sinned by herself. She said she was she sinned um in the very act of adultery. And she didn't sin by herself. That's why Jesus said, Go and sin no more. You know, they didn't bring me the man. So what am I going to do? I'm not going to condemn you because they would try, they were trying to do you dirty and their hands are not clean. their hands were not clean. So listen, as I again, he has the receipts. He has the receipts. This is Jesus. So we have to be careful when we are pointing fingers at somebody when our hands are not clean. Um, there's a saying, um, if you live in a glass house, don't throw stones. Right? Don't throw stones because your glass house will soon be shattered. Your windows will be broken. So all to Jesus we owe. Jesus has the receipts on every last one of us. So don't be pointing fingers about what somebody else is doing. They might have stole the apple when well, you stole a banana. They might have bagged two or three items at, at Sam's or Walmart in and, uh, and self-checkout and, and didn't pay for it when well, you stole the pen from the office. Stealing is stealing he who is without sin cast the first stone and when jesus stooped down in the sand i believe that he was writing their names and their crime their sin he has he knows the date the hour the day it happened and when he began to write their name beginning with the oldest they looked at him over his shoulder and saw their name and their their sin and they each left one by one I just I just I that just makes sense to me when the Lord just showed me that Jesus has the receipts so again the next time you decide you want to start pointing fingers at somebody else think about what you have done less Jesus begin to write your receipts I thank you for being on today and just listening to he has the receipts I pray that it, it was practical enough for you to get it. You know, we're, we're preparing to fly. That's it. That's all. We're preparing to fly. We're, we're, we're seeing ourselves and knowing, seeing what we need to do so that we can be prepared to fly, to go with our Heavenly Father when he calls for us to come home. And so we can't let the little things, we can't get tripped upon the, the small things by trying to be so concerned about what somebody else is doing when we have to make sure our houses are in order. Lest Jesus stoops down and begin to write out your sins, and I, that's what we love. I love about Jesus, He didn't put them on Front Street. He didn't call out their sin. He didn't call out their name. He said not a word. He wrote it. <laughs> and as I was making the analogy between when He wrote, um, when the Lord wrote on in in on the um, the, the stone, the Ten Commandments, and, and when He wrote in the sand. the the stone is um, cement that's permanent but the sand can be blown away so even after he wrote their name and their sin in the sand it was not permanent so nobody still knew what he wrote my god he still covers and protects us that, and like the power of the holy ghost what it does today he he comforts shields and direct leads guys and protects us every single day so unless you have the power of the holy ghost oh my god this is good listen i'm gonna go ahead and end now i made my point i don't want to belabor the point but just know that he has the receipts don't Be trying to point fingers at what somebody else is doing. Sin is sin, regardless of who committed it. Sin is sin, lest you be found guilty yourself. Don't be pointing fingers or bringing nobody else's issues to the Lord when your hands are not even clean. He has the receipts. So until the next time, you think about that. The next time you want to point fingers at somebody else, remember you don't live. If you live in a glass house, don't throw stones. Don't throw stones. He has the receipts. So until the next time, continue to prepare to fly until we wait for our far soon-coming King to return for us. Be tremendously blessed and know that I love you. If you need to get in contact with me, my information will be at the end of this broadcast, and um, I'm always available. Um, my Actually, let me say it. My contact information is contact at BettyJChristmas.com. Contact at BettyJChristmas.com. I look forward, look forward to hearing from you. And I do hope, um, please like, share, and subscribe to my to this channel um, so that you can be aware or alerted when I'm coming on again. So again, I love you. Be tremendously blessed. And always remember, prepare to fly. Be blessed.